We're continuing our series, which is called All I Want for Christmas, tapping into one of the most famous Christmas songs, but recognising that the things that we really want for Christmas are so much bigger than uh, just some of the things that are a part of Christmas a lot of the time. But we have these deep yearnings that are connected to the Advent themes that we focus on of hope, love, joy and peace. And so last week we kicked off this series by talking about what it looks like to want hope as a part of our lives. We talked about how hope is this confident expectation of what God is going to do based on what God has done in the past. And we recognise that Jesus comes to bring hope in the form of light to be able to help us to see things accurately, to see the way forward and to be able to push back the darkness. But Jesus comes in the form of hope that looks like joy, the joy that comes from an amazing feast or an amazing celebration. That the hope that Jesus brings is about freedom, freedom from oppression and being able to be set free from slavery. That Jesus comes to establish a new kingdom that is a kingdom of hope that's going to last forever. And so today we're going to shift into what it looks like to focus on the theme of love. And as we do, I want to ask you to reflect on this question. How does God see you? When you think about how God sees you, what's your impression of that? I think particularly about uh, what it looks like in terms of God's posture towards you, the look that you sense is on God's face whenever he looks at you. What comes to mind for you? In fact, I want to give you an opportunity to be able to share that. If you're watching this with some other people, take some time to talk about that. And uh, if you're on your own, feel free to jot some thoughts down or jot something down in the chat. But when you think about how God sees you, what comes to mind for you? This is a really important question for us to wrestle with because I think for a lot of us, certainly for me, I can feel like the times when I'm struggling, the times when I mess up, the times when I don't get things right, that God's posture and demeanour towards me actually changes. And the flip side of that, that when I feel like I'm doing the right things, when I'm spending time praying, uh, when I'm doing things for God, that God's demeanour changes in that as well. 
But we actually recognize that God is love, as we're going to unpack throughout today's message. And if that's true, that means that God never, ever changes. And so it's actually in those moments when we stop focusing so much on what we're doing and focus more on being that we get to experience our sense of how God really sees us. To unpack that further, I want you to think about someone who you know really, really loves you. So this could be someone who's in your life now. It could be someone who was in your life previously. So it could be a grandparent, a parent, could be a sibling, could be a close friend, could be a spouse, a child, a grandchild. But just think of someone who you know you've got this amazing relationship with and your sense of them loving you is not in doubt. When you think about the experiences where you've encountered that the most, a lot of them are far more about being than about doing. Think about a grandchild that's curled up on the lap of a grandparent, and there's just this sense of knowing that love is present in that moment. I think about two people who are sitting on a couch having a deep conversation over a cuppa, and just know that there's a sense of love and support that's there. Think about someone going for a walk on the beach with someone that they're close to and that sense of just being able to share that experience with one another. I think about being able to just laugh together, play together, having these amazing experiences of just life and there's a sense of love that's present in the midst of that. All of those experiences are actually about being with someone, not about doing with someone. And that's exactly why Christmas is so profound. Because we understand that at Christmas, Jesus enters into our existence to be with us so that we can experience God's love in a really, really powerful way. Now, I was thinking this week, how complicated would it be if we had to try and work out how much God loved us without Jesus having come? If Jesus had never walked this earth, how hard would it be for us to really understand just how much God loves us? And so that's what we're looking at in today's reading that comes from 1 John chapter 4. Uh, This is some verses that you have hopefully read throughout this week as we've been doing our 1 John reading plan. And so hopefully you've already been thinking about them a little bit. But I'm going to read from the message translation. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 8. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love, so you can't know him if you don't love. These are some very, very profound verses that we're reading here because John could have written that God is loving, that God does loving things. But John takes that further and says God is love. The very essence, the very nature of God is love. And so that means that everything that God does can only ever be about love. So we think about when God created the universe, that was always about love. When God created humanity, that was always about love. When God created you, when God created me, that was an act of love. When God was journeying with the Israelites through the Old Testament, all of that was only and ever about love. Jesus coming to earth and everything that's a part of that is always and ever about love. When we think about what eternity looks like, it's only about love. And when we think about our daily encounters with God, 
those moments where we spend time praying with God, talking with God, those times when we spend time uh, reading our Bibles, those times where we have connections with God, and those times where God challenges us or we feel convicted or feeling like God is disciplining us, all of that is only and ever about love. Whenever we encounter God, we experience love in one way or another. Now, it's important to name that that's not necessarily the gushy version of love that we often think about, but every time we encounter God, we're experiencing love in one way or another. And, John says, when we choose to experience love, we also have a tangible encounter with God. So when we choose to focus on love, we encounter God in the midst of that. John actually says that the other way around. He says that when we choose not to love, we're actually turning our back on God and walking away from him. When we choose selfishness, when we choose hatred, when we choose anger, when we choose lust, when we choose jealousy, all of those things are not love and therefore they're not God. And so when we choose those things, we're choosing to walk away from what God's best is. John then continues in verse 9. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. This reminds us that love is always about sacrificial action. That love, at the end of the day, always embraces inconvenience. It pushes back against selfishness, about getting my own way, about getting the things that I want. And if we think about the reality of what Jesus did for us in just coming to earth, we recognise how much sacrificial action was as a part of that. Think about Jesus stepping out of eternity into limited finite time. Think about Jesus, who we believe was there at the beginning of creation and was a part of everything that was created. Jesus, who was a part of flinging stars into space. Jesus, who was a part of creating each of us, steps out of that and into being a limited human being. Jesus, who steps away from the perfect love of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and encountering that 100% of the time to walking on this earth and having an element of separation from that. Most profoundly, we think about at Christmas, Jesus becoming a little baby, completely dependent on other people. And that's always blown my mind to stop and recognise that Jesus could have come as a 22-year-old or Jesus could have come as a 40-year-old, but Jesus comes as this little, tiny, helpless baby. Talk about an amazing sacrificial action. And he does that because he wants to experience every part of humanity and to be able to identify with us in everything that we go through. Ultimately, we know that Jesus' final sacrificial act is dying on the cross for us. An amazing sacrifice that he makes on our behalf. Love always involves action and always involves something sacrificial on our part giving up something, letting go of something, giving something away. But we're also told by John here that love also acts first. 
in a sacrificial way. God didn't wait for us to get our act together and then say, well, since you've proven that you're worthy, now I'm going to show you how much I love you. Sacrificial action means choosing to act first, to love first, to sacrifice first, rather than waiting until someone else has shown that they need that or shown that they deserve that. Some examples of that, simply saying thank you to someone or showing our appreciation to someone. We don't wait for someone to come and say, oh, did you appreciate that thing that I did for you? Sacrificial action that is dictated by love looks like going up to someone and saying, oh, I'm so grateful for what you did. Thank you so much for that thing that you did for me. It looks like helping someone, not waiting for them to come and ask us for help, but being able to pay attention and say, I can see an opportunity to be able to help here. Whether that's around the house, whether that's in a work context, whether that's with a close friend, whether it's with a stranger on the street. Sacrificial action looks like acting first. Spending time with people is a sacrificial act. Actually stopping and being present with someone, putting our devices down, turning the TV off, turning to face each other, actually saying, I'm going to spend this time to listen to you and sense what's going on for you. That's a sacrificial act that we don't wait for someone else to say, can you do this for me? We choose to do that first. Forgiveness is obviously a significant sacrificial act. And the challenge for us is that we don't wait for someone to show that they're sorry enough before we offer forgiveness. We forgive because that's what love looks like. All of those are sacrificial actions where we choose to act first out of love. The same way as God acted for us before we had a chance to get our act together. He said, I want to show you how much I love you and I'm going to act first with sacrificial action. And John says, if God loves us this much, if this is what God has done for us, then why would we not want to share that with the people around us? If we truly understand just how amazing it is what God has done for us, if we truly understand what love looks like in the person of Jesus, why would we not want to share that love with the people around us? John takes this a little bit further in verse 12. He says, no one has seen God ever, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us and his love becomes complete in us, perfect love. John says that when we experience love, we actually experience even more of God in those moments, which is really, really amazing when you stop and think about it. When we choose to love, when we choose to act first with sacrificial action, in those moments, we actually get to experience more of God, a deeper sense of connection with God, a more mature, complete, perfected experience of what it looks like to encounter God. The more that we focus on love, the more that we understand the way that God looks at us 100% of the time that God only ever looks at us with eyes of love. And the more that we choose to embrace love and to live love out, the more that we experience that in our lives. So coming back to Christmas and Advent then, why did Jesus come? Well, in reality, he came out of a sense of love. That's the whole motivation and purpose of why Jesus takes on the form of this little tiny baby. Jesus comes to reveal God's love to us. 
to show God's love to us, to share God's love with us, to help us to understand what it looks like to live a life that is dedicated to love. Jesus comes to show us exactly how God does look at us with eyes of love. And as we've said, that love looks like sacrificial action. All that Jesus gave up that we've already talked about, all that Jesus experienced through his human life, all of the ups and downs that Jesus went through, all the way to the cross. Jesus comes to give us a model to follow of what love looks like. He says it very, very clearly. Our lives are simply about two things, loving God and loving the people around us. And Jesus specifically says, now that you understand how much you've been loved, go and share that love with others. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. This reality that love comes to us in human form, in the form of this little tiny baby. who comes to show us what love looks like in the most profound of ways to inspire us to be people who also go and love. So I want to give you an opportunity to reflect on what that looks like as we head towards Christmas. This question, what does love look like this Christmas? What does love look like this Christmas? What changes for us if we do understand that the core of God is love? If God's very essence is love, if God only ever looks at us with eyes of love, how does that change our perceptions of God? How does that change our perceptions of what God wants for us? And what about our perspectives on Christmas? If we understand that Christmas is a sacrificial act that is filled with love, does that change anything about the way that we approach it? For some of us, it might be helpful to stop and think about what it looks like for us to be able to share love. And there may even be some people that, as we've been talking this morning, there's someone that comes to mind for you where you know there's an opportunity for you to act first with sacrificial love to be able to show that person what love looks like. As you head through these next few weeks, are there opportunities to be able to share love with other people, recognising that as we share love, we're also giving the opportunity to share God with people and deepening our sense of connection with God. So take a couple of moments. If you're with some other people, share some thoughts. If you're on your own, jot some thoughts down, share something over in the chat. But what does love look like for you this Christmas?
It is amazing to recognize that God is love, that God looks at every single one of us with eyes that are filled with love. It's the only way that he can see us. So I'm going to pray that as we head into this week, we can continue to be amazed at that reality and that as we head towards Christmas, we can be reminded that Jesus comes to show us what that love looks like in practical ways. Let's pray. God, we do thank you that you are love, that the essence and core of your very being is all about love and that every action that you do is always about love. We thank you that as we head towards Christmas, that Christmas is all about love and that that love looks like sacrificial action where you choose to act first. You don't wait for us to get ourselves together. You come to show us just how profound your love is. And Jesus, we thank you for your willingness to come and share that sacrificial love with us, to show us what a life that is completely dedicated to love really looks like. We ask that you would continue to allow us to experience that love in tangible ways and as we do to encounter you in deeper and more profound ways. And we ask that as we head through these next few weeks, you would give us opportunities to be able to share your love in tangible ways with the people around us. Help us to be able to find ways of expressing sacrificial action that acts first so that we can help other people to understand that they are loved. Give other people opportunities to be able to experience you and for us to be able to go deeper in what love looks like. We thank you that you're all about love. In your name we pray. Amen.